welcome to the Mastering College to Career podcast, where we're here to help you land your dream job. So if at any time during this episode you find any value, please make sure you take a screenshot and you share it with a friend. And don't forget, make sure you leave us a review on iTunes. That will mean the world. So without further ado, enjoy this episode. Welcome, welcome back to this episode of the Mastering College to Career Podcast. I'm excited for this episode because this episode, we're going to dive into the story of a student that started listening to this podcast probably towards the beginning, you know, probably towards episode 10 to 15. And he then reached out to me and I've seen this dramatic change in his progress And how he's been able to create the right strategies to be able to master college and land his dream job. And so without, you know, going into much detail, let's go into this episode. And without further ado, let me introduce you to Luis Guzman, who is a now senior at the University of Central Florida. And have him share a little bit of our story. So, Luis, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful, Daniel. Really humbled to be here. I'm really glad we're having this conversation today. I'm just excited because... The amount of growth um, that I've seen from you, it, it's been amazing. And I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I, you know, I don't know. I know how many people listen to the podcast, but I don't know every single person's name, right? And you're one of those people that actually went above and beyond in the sense of not only listening to the podcast, but like reaching out to me and trying to build a relationship outside of just listening to the podcast and I was just so impressed with the fact that you waited and I was still like you reminded me of our first time when I had for completely forgot and when you start when you talked to me when I was going to go speak at your school you asked if we could go grab coffee and I and I say generally what I always say to every student I always say you know yeah in about two to three weeks and I say that on purpose and I don't remember having this conversation with Lewis but I, because I always give the same answer, two to three weeks, and I could have time within those weeks. But the reason why I say two to three weeks, because I want to make sure that the student's serious. Like if they're willing to wait to follow up and, and schedule it and wait two to three weeks, then I know that they're very serious. And when I do meet with them, they won't waste my time. And so I would tell you over half of the students that I tell them two to three weeks, never follow up. Wow. Like, oh, like if not half more. And so the fact that you did, I was willing to invest time with and meet with you. And so since then, I know we talked a little bit more than just listening to the podcast, but you started with the podcast, started executing the podcast. And when I know that you were very serious about it, I said, hey, I have no problem mentoring you. That's how it went. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I don't think you knew that, though. No, I have no, I had no idea. I mean, we never said, "Oh, you're my official mentor." Yeah. Like, we it was never like that. It's more of a relationship we developed throughout time. And so when I told you, "Let's wait," you know, two to three weeks. Like, were you like, "Damn, this guy's a jerk"? No, I knew you were a busy man, and I, I'm like, "All right, bet I'm gonna make that count." So you kind of actually gave me an incentive to be ready for our meeting. And so how did you get ready for the meeting? How did I get ready for the meeting? Well, I first listened to the, all of the episodes <laughs> once again because there were like 15 at the time. And I gathered my SWOT analysis. I knew I had to, um, to know what I needed help with and what I was good at. So did my SWOT analysis and kind of like um, have an elevator pitch. Not really, like really 
be prepared to talk about myself and my career goals with you. Right, because I guess when you're listening to the podcast, especially if you're listening to the solo episodes, you're really getting a peek into my head, right? So I guess for students that are out there, and, and this applies not just to like me personally, but if you're reading someone's like an author or a speaker, or if you're listening to an influencer and you feel like you know them without really meeting them because of the content that they put out, you actually do know them, right? Because most of the people that are putting out content, whether it's a podcast, YouTube channel, um, post, whatever that might be, they are, are giving you their insights, their thoughts. They're giving you access to their head. And so I think as a student, you need to understand that that's an advantage to you because you do know the style, the personality type that the people that you're trying to reach out to are like. And the person that, like, for me, I didn't know much about Lewis other than what I found out through his LinkedIn. And at that time, he wasn't posting as much as he is today. No, not even close. So let's talk about um, a little bit about, you know, what did you learn in the beginning? What have you learned? How have you executed? Like, walk us through that journey. So one of the first things that I learned was how to um, manage my time properly. I ended up getting a planner and splitting my day in increments of 30 minutes. So waking up in the morning and um, having my day planned since, since the night before and then accomplishing if not 90% to 100% of my goals for the day and that really had an impact in my performance, not only in school but like finding internships as well and um, developing myself in other areas. That, that's amazing. So, you know, the, I guess the first shift that you listening to this podcast, you're probably going to get, it should be a mindset shift. Definitely. Know? Yeah, but, you know, in, in anytime you correct me if I'm wrong, I really do think that that for any student that's really listening to his podcast on a, you know every episode that comes out, which is every Monday and Thursday, the first thing that you need to take away from this podcast before you even try to execute on any other strategy is making sure that your mindset changes, that you stop blocking yourself and don't allow those limiting beliefs be your biggest enemy and I think when you can shift that and realize that you need to have a growth mindset that you could have that dream job that you are good enough for that dream job then your mind is all open to learning new strategies and then you can execute so once you've understood and started you know your mindset started shifting because it's not just from the podcast your mindset shifts just because you listen to a podcast, that doesn't mean your mind shift. Your mind is going to change right away. It has to do with the people you surround yourself with. It has to do with the books that you listen to, the other podcasts that you're listening to, because you, who you, sp- what you spend your time doing, who you spend your time with, is going to affect how you think. And nothing happens without happening in your head first. So, Lewis, talk about that concept or that perspective to you and how your mind started changing and what other things on top of listening to a podcast helped that change? I would say getting mentorship one was a really big one because I knew where I wanted to be and I knew the goals that I needed to accomplish, but I just really didn't know how to get there. So having a mentor to go talk to when you're not sure how to properly send an email or follow up or like how to even um, talk to a recruiter that you want to work for, but maybe not in the near future because you already have another offer it's always a big plus. It's going to help you um, overcome those obstacles. And Okay. 
No, I think some of those things are, are, are definitely key. What prompted you to do a SWOT analysis? Um, Dr. Messiah talked about it, and she said that every six months, so pretty much every semester, you should be doing one. And I thought, why not? I'm just... I bought my planner, a quarterly planner for the semester, and I'm like, I'm going to do a SWOT analysis in every planner that I get. And the opportunities for this semester were like volunteering, joining a student organization, um, getting mentorships, among others, like getting an internship as well. And I actually ended up accomplishing all of those because they were present in my every day. I was looking at that SWOT pretty much every single day of of the semester, and I'm like, oh, okay, I haven't done this, I haven't done that, or I haven't done this, and I haven't done that, but I need to put more work into this to accomplish that. Let's talk about the fact that one of those goals was for you to get an internship, right? Right. Talk us through a little bit of, you know, your internship search, how did it go, like, what, what did you do to get ready to, you know, talking to employers? Give us some examples, and ultimately, what you're going to end up doing. So, um... I would like to emphasize the importance of going to the career expo and the internship fair and the invitational, whatever it is that your school has, because um, that is, as they know, the Super Bowl for internships. They're giving them away, and before you go, make sure you research the company. So when you go, you already know what they're expecting for, and you can do that by looking at the company values. Um, even the position itself that it's being offered and requirements and you gotta have examples of why you are a good a good fit for that position like this is what you're looking for and I'm a good fit because of this this and that so once you go in there they're gonna remember who you are and the next step is to get ready for that interview I love it and so one of the things that I've seen you really grow on is actually one of your weaknesses I remember you sharing with me that one of your weaknesses is public speaking. Yeah. But yet, I see you've been posting a lot more and making videos on LinkedIn. So that was the idea. I felt like um, I need to work on my opportunities as much as my weaknesses because um, you need to constantly develop yourself in other areas that you know you're going to have to perform in the future. Like, I'm, I know I'm going to represent it to executives, so I'm looking forward to join to Toastmasters, but... Post it on LinkedIn, it's easier for me because I can just re-record it if I don't like it. So even though I have an audience, I can always go back and like give them the highlight. They don't have to see all the bloopers that I went through. One of, on top of just recording videos, I've seen you doing really great job at building your personal brand using LinkedIn. I don't know how you're building that brand at, you know, on a day to days while you're walking around college of business. But I only see what I see, which is on LinkedIn. What do you think? What's your strategy behind LinkedIn? And then how has LinkedIn helped you in your job search and your building a network and all that aspect of career searching? I feel like everyone has a LinkedIn, but not everyone is on LinkedIn. And that is because there's three stages for every social platform. Um, the first one has already passed. And right now we're like in the growing phase where like some people are on it, but not they're not really active, so I feel like that's an opportunity right there for me to exploit. I feel like if I do it now, maybe five years from five years from now, a lot of um, dividends are gonna pay. So um, sometimes 
just walking through school, people are like, oh, you're the guy from LinkedIn. I'm like, oh, I mean, I guess I am. <laughs> but like, I just feel like it creates awareness because um, if there's not a lot of people doing it, that means that you're going to be one of the few individuals um, doing it. So people are going to know who you are just by that. And that opens doors for networking as well. And some of the other opportunities that I've gotten is to build relationships with recruiters via LinkedIn. And so have you done that? Have you built relationships with recruiters via LinkedIn? I have. And it honestly opened the doors because I got a position for the summer and I ended up taking it. But since I was constantly in touch with this recruiter, she said, oh, even though I wanted you to be an intern for the summer, we can maybe look for something in the fall. And that was all thanks to my um, awareness and thanks to the fact that I was following up with her. Yeah, and I think it's very important on and talking about how recruiters are open and having relationships with students on LinkedIn. And not many students are doing that. And here's the reality on LinkedIn. I think you just you, you touched on, on this, Luis. Everybody has a LinkedIn account, but not everybody is on LinkedIn daily. And that is slowly changing, or not, not even slowly, that is fastly changing where people are now creating a lot of content for LinkedIn. And what's interesting is that a lot of, this is my, from what I see, because I, I have a lot of recruiters and HR managers that are on LinkedIn, they are not posting a lot of content. And a lot of what they're doing is sharing content. So they're sharing opportunities, they're sharing an article or a blog about their company, they're sharing a post about they're looking for a specific person, but they're not necessarily writing. And because they're not constantly writing content on LinkedIn, their engagement is not high, right? And, and it's not because they don't have a lot of connections, it's because they're not constantly posting, so their engagement is not high. So if there's companies that you want to work for and you're connected with those decision makers, whether it's talent acquisition, whether it's recruitment, whether it's a hiring manager, whoever that decision maker is, and you're engaging with their content, and you might be one of five people that like the content, or you might be one of two people that are commenting on that content, they will know, they're going to want to know who that, who you are. They're going to see who liked their, their content, and if they don't know you already, they're going to go click on your page to see who is this person liking my post, who is this person leaving a comment, and they're going to get to know you better. And so that is why it's so important for students to have a very strong LinkedIn page because I promise you, your LinkedIn page will be viewed 10 times more than your resume. And so it is crucial for students. So, Louis, I know you post on LinkedIn rather frequently and you do all different types of posts because you don't only do videos. Well, why don't you share some what your ideas that students can do to start posting on LinkedIn? Um, I would say be yourself. I'm really passionate about volunteering. I'm really passionate about sustainability and a bunch of other stuff. So that's mainly what I post about. So it is finance articles that I'm posting because my major is finance. But everything is tailored to my passions and who we really am because LinkedIn, it is an extension of your resume. So like whatever you cannot put in that one page resume, you can put on LinkedIn, your experiences, your insights, your opinion and your beliefs. And if a company doesn't like the fact that I'm 100% in for sustainability, then that's not the company for me. So first of all, put in your passions, then align yourself towards your field. If I'm finance, I'm going to put in articles related to finance, like 
Tesla's new CFO, like whatever, you know, whatever is in your field. And try to find new ways to add value to your network as well. Absolutely. One of the things that I also know, you know, and this is outside of LinkedIn, now we're going back towards more actionable things that you can do while you're on campus is how how has your life changed when you stop being a seat warmer? And this is your quote. I, I was a seat warmer and now I'm very involved. I would say it opens the doors in many ways. One of the um, recruiters that I met that I had a really good relationship, I met through Alpha UCF because of the fact that I decided to be involved. I was not involved in student organizations, so I ended up um, taking positions in the marketing committee and corporate relations committee for Alpha, and that impacted my development because um, they're always looking for professional development among their members, and that pushed me to strive for more. I love it, man. What advice do you have for students that are might be just juniors that are, you know, currently, honestly, just being seat warmers? Get involved as quick as you can and try to grow your network because you're in college right now and I guarantee you when you go out, you're not going to be able to interact with as many individuals. Also, um, do not be afraid to reach out for help and get a mentor. I love it, man. So what can we expect from you in the next year? You know, you graduate a year from right now. Like, what do you plan to accomplish in the next year? Well, my main goal, if you know me, you know I want to work for Tesla. That is one of the things that I'm planning to accomplish. Right now, I'm going to, I'm incoming intern for Universal. And hopefully, I would like to align myself more towards the sustainability field in the finance sector. Um, I would like to maybe get my GMAT done, get it out of the way. And maybe even start my own club. I'm not sure. I love it, man. Hey, again, man, I can't tell you how proud I am, Louis, of your growth. What you've been able to accomplish in the last six to eight months is something that most people would take, you know, a year to do. Like you, you definitely had a plan. Your mind, once your mindset shift and you stop having those limiting beliefs and started tackling what you felt were your opportunities start getting involved and building meaningful relationships, not just, yeah, I know that person, but actually building those significant relationships. That is when you started really exponentially developing and growing to the point where like, I have no doubt that you're going to graduate with a job that you're going to be so happy at. And I'm, I just look forward to continue being part of that journey and seeing what you accomplish in the next 12 months, my friend. Thank you for all your, all your kind of words, Daniel. I, I really hope I can live to the acolypse. No, you definitely will. So, hey, one last question for you. If there's one thing that you would want any student listening to this podcast to take away, what would that be? Use your time efficiently. Win the morning, as Daniel says. Um, it's going to have a huge impact on your development and your performance. Absolutely. Guys, Like, here's the reality, right? If you win the morning, you win the day. If you win the day you win the week. If you win the week, you win the month, like, and so on. It's really about the morning and it's about making sure that you have, don't overwhelm yourself with a million things. It's about having three main goals a quarter, three main goals a week, three main goals a day, and trying to tackle those days by the time is noon. If you can accomplish two out of those three goals by, by noon, by, before lunchtime, or even all three before lunchtime, then you can then 
relax and be able to do things that you enjoy. Maybe one of those, those three things are things that you enjoy, but eat that frog first. Like eat, do the hardest task as in the morning, as soon as you can be the first thing when your head is fresh, when you're energized, do it in the morning and get them done. And if you can like get two out of three goals every single day, you'll be much better off. And if you can get a 90 to 80% of your goals completed each week, you would be surprised at what you can do. I'm going to leave you guys off with one of my favorite quotes from Tony Robbins and is that people overestimate what they can do in a year, but underestimate what they can do in a lifetime, right? Think about that. You in a year, if you were to write down your yearly goals and you say all that you want to do, it's, it's like a lot. And, and you put like, I want to write a book. I want to, I want to write a book. I want to go to space, whatever big, I want to make a million dollars. And what ends up happening is like, not a lot of that gets done because there, there's too many goals, not a lot of time to do it. But if you do smaller goals in a sense, and not, not to think small, but breaking down into quarterly goals, you'll be surprised. And if you keep that up for 10, 20 years, you will be surprised on what you can accomplish with your life. Because one thing I'll tell you as a college student, I said this multiple episodes, is that you can accomplish anything you want. You just can't accomplish everything. So you can do anything, but not everything. So definitely choose and be strategic with your time on what are the goals that you want to accomplish, prioritize them, win the morning, and you see how your life will change. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. I really hope that you took away some nuggets of knowledge from Luis and myself. And catch you guys all in the next episode. If you're listening to me right now, you, my friend, have made it to the end of the podcast. I want to take some time to thank you and congratulate you for being different and taking control of your career, doing things like listening to this podcast, putting yourself out there and building the experience needed to land your dream job is what's going to set you apart and not be just another statistic. So great job. Keep it up. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with your friends and make sure you subscribe and leave us a review. Talk to you soon.